anything that we're touching, any brands we're connecting with, any partnerships that we're connecting with, do they still fall in line to the company mission and values? Do they fall in line with your goal? Are they going to help keep your reputation reputation well? And yes, there will be some bad apples, but then what's the accountability? Because you talked about that too, Tyrus. You talked about like in 2018, hey, there was some things that were said, but now it seemed like when it hit the fan, now actions are being taken. So what happened before where no action was taken prior? Have you checked out my new YouTube series, You Need Leadership Development? If you haven't, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes because this is really walking you through why you need to grow personally and professionally as a leader because we're not just leading in the workspace. We're also leading ourselves. We're also leading in our households. So make sure you guys check that out and get the tools and the strategies you need to be an effective leader 360. Again, find that information in the show notes and get plugged in to how to take your leadership to another level. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And I am so excited of all the amazing guests that I've had on here. We've had some great conversations, so please go back and check those out. But today, I am going to introduce you to ACT Leadership and Management Consulting. That includes myself, Tyra Shivers, and Corey Sigu. We are a collective that is out here trying to change the game in leadership development, employee engagement, business development, team development, all that good stuff. And we're doing a series called Rise or Fall, when we're analyzing major companies who have had falls, hiccups, and how they can remedy those issues so they can rise again. Listen, leaders, you need this information because you might run into a moment where you have a fall, and this information can help you rise again. So today we explore the Ellen DeGeneres show. So make sure you pull out your notepads, your palm pilots, whatever your note-taking materials are, and let's get into today's message. So the company that we're starting with today in person specifically is Ellen DeGeneres from the Ellen DeGeneres Show. And Aisha, would you kind of just start us off with the research you've done behind that and kick this thing off? Yes, yes. Um, so the reason why we chose this um well, I actually pitched this because I've been kind of following what's going on and I think that this is a great company, um, like big organization to kind of look at, because if many of you all don't know, right now, Ellen is facing a restructure. Um, when we talk about the rise and the fall, it's nothing in the negative sense, but it's pretty much when a company experiences something that shakes it up. And a lot of times it's just like COVID. There are some companies that unfortunately didn't wasn't able to push through and had to shut down. And it's kind of like they're in a season right now with everything that's going on in regards to um, some allegations and some things that they're saying happened within the company. Um, so, of course, I mean, Ellen has been around since 2003. Um, they've had about over 80 wins, um, awards that they won, over 100 nominations. And they were at the top. This was a place where happiness ruled. I mean, anybody that's watched the Ellen show, you just get excited because I always think of her getting up and dancing and having such a good time. But how did that turn into now there were allegations of discriminatory behavior, sexual harassment, I mean, unfair treatment. And that information started to come out more and more where essentially Warner Brothers had to do an internal investigation to identify what the issue was. And it really shaped up what was happening 
Um, and what they've been pretty much trying to do is identify and gut out the issue and make some transitions currently and really fix, if possible, this issue that's been kind of festering within the company. Because again, it went from being this happy place and then Throughout the year, something changed, some, something has shifted where now employees were unhappy. They were saying they weren't being treated fairly. So what we're going to talk about today is really what happens. And throughout these sessions is talking about what happens when companies have these shakeup experiences. They're at these peaks. Everyone knows their name. They're winning awards. They look great. The best places to work. But then something happens. And the question is, will they continue to, are they going to find a place where they can rise from this? Or unfortunately, are they going to fall in pretty much that'll be the end of that. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. So that's what's going on is really identifying um, what the, what's going on within these companies to try to identify solutions and remedy those. Um, so of course, like when I was doing my research, one of the things that was discussed was like the initial goal of the company. Um, you know, she said that on our um, on day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated. Everybody will be treated with respect. So I kind of would just have us like kick off and talk about when it comes to a company's created, they create those mission, vision, and values. Why is that important? Why is it important that companies create that and make sure they maintain that behavior? Because again, you see that in the beginning, this was the goal. Make this be a happy place. No one got disrespected. Nobody raised their voice. But again, unfortunately, things change. So let's, you know, I want us to kind of talk about that first. Absolutely. Corey, do you want to jump in right there and kind of give your take on that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's, you know, when you're creating a company and like when you're creating this vision, you're always, you're always sitting there and you're saying, okay, um, you know, what's, what's my values, right? Like, what do I, what do I want to pour back into the people? And they're like, okay, you know, I want inclusion and I want people to feel, you know, fine. And we all look at Ellen and it's like, Ellen's, Ellen is, you know, happy go lucky on every single show I've ever seen her on. She's like happy. And, you know, she's, she's like inviting you into her home, which is the stage and stuff. Uh, she had a game show one time where even on there, it was like, you can tell that it's like she was underlyingly rooting for all the people to win. It was like, hey, if I can give everybody money, I could. But I think sometimes we get lost in the business side of it and forget what exactly is going on in that. And so some of the things, um, you know, that I had been reading up on was the the time frames for shooting. Right. Like if you commit to a certain time frame and, and you forget about the little people and that it's not necessarily the little people, but those are all the cogs that run into your business or help your business run. All of a sudden you're like, nope, got to shoot at this time on short notice. And like, these people have families, you know? And so now they're, now they're explaining to their husband or wife or whatever, their kids, like, oh, I, I got to run. Like, I know I said it was at this time. And so if you think about it, these things start to happen over and over and over. And that's just one example for it. They start to happen. And then, you know, the, the culture starts to deteriorate. You know, there starts to be friction inside of the company. There starts to be, uh, you know, the the stuff that y'all used to laugh about. Now you're like, oh, my God, here we go again. Um, because that simple thing just turns your business into kind of like this this festering kind of cancer type of thing. And, it, and a lot of times we don't realize it because we're winning awards. You know, we're on TV shows. We see the bank accounts rolling in. We see the, the glitz and the glamour and the fame and the person that we're uplifting is Ellen. And she's one of the top people out there. Shout out to Ellen, by the way. She's from Louisiana. Um, but one of the top people, right? 
And so you're like, well, hey, we're doing great. Like everything's fine. The profit is there. The business is running and all that stuff. And then you, you simply forget sometimes what's really, what, what, what was the mission? What was the goal? What, what are the values? And because you get caught up in all the everyday life, all of a sudden you're looking at something like this. So What you got on that perspective, Tyrus? And I agree with Corey, and that's kind of what I think as well. When you're winning awards, when things are going great, the people at the top, like Ellen, she doesn't have her finger on the pulse for every single decision that's going on. That's why they have team leaders, executives, managers, HR. Those are the people who are over that. They should be watching, and there should be a culture of or an open door policy. So if something's going on, that thing or that event can get pushed up, and Ellen really doesn't touch that. Of course, since it's her show, is named after her, she's the one that gets the flag. Well, why isn't Ellen yeah. doing it? And isn't Ellen supposed to be the happy person, the person who says everybody's going to get along and we won't argue? Well, when I researched this, it says in 2018, some of these allegations were brought up and nothing had been done about it. So where is that gap? What happened? Who did they speak to and why wasn't it looked at? Was it fear of retribution or reprisal for you speaking against certain people? Or is it really a lower level event between employees where your executives just don't get involved? So pulling back the layers on that, it's, it takes a lot. It's just not cut and dry, black and white that, oh, Ellen should have known or should have handled this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that because, you know, it's the, sh the, the show is named after her. But even if you look at the structure of Ellen and the layers, I mean, you have the show producer being telepictures, the distributor is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is doing the investigation. There's so many layers and sometimes individuals will be the face of the show, or again, we had that conversation too, Corey, about Jeff Be Bezos. You know, mm -hmm. that's the face, that's the person that you know. But the reality is just like you said, Tyrus, you hire people into these roles. And as you're moving up the top, you hope that you have the right people in place and the right leaders in place for them to go in and, you know, basically support the organization effectively so this doesn't happen. So what was the breakdown? Was it a fear of reprisal? Because you have that happen a lot of times where one person might speak out but nobody does because they're thinking about their family. They're thinking about reprisal. And also, you know, maybe it's the media industry. They might feel like, well, if I speak out, who's going to hire me on their show ever again? Because there might be a culture of silence that has been the norm that, you know, we've, we've heard like stories blow up and you hear about all these casts that had issues. But why was there silence in the first place? And it is difficult when you have um, employees, team members in spaces where they don't feel like they can voice an opinion. I got some studies and they said that um, the studies said that 53% of workers said their place of employment brings no happiness. 53%. Wow. 58% uh, of managers don't receive management training. 58% of, of employees trust strangers more than managers. So even, you know, in this space of leadership development, a lot of times we look at and we give people these roles, these titles, but are they effectively developed in those areas? Do they have the skills and the knowledge and the ability to even uphold the mission and the, and the values that you created? And do they even know how to do that? So, so what do you guys say about that? What do you say about, you know, the aspect of 
um, like that leadership development and the importance of it and how that might have prevented or changed the outcome of this story. I mean, again, the story is still developing, but could have possibly prevented it from getting to here. Yeah, I think I think the stats that you just threw out there, that's that, right? I mean, you how many people in that organization never received any formal leadership training, right? And so then we put people in these positions and say, hey, go, go lead, right? Like we look at uh, one of the topics we've been talking about is like the diversity officers, right? The chief diversity, whatever the name, the title is, right? And it's, it's, it's always just conveniently a minority, right? So then we ask ourselves the question, are we actually putting someone that's qualified in that position, not to say that these people aren't, are we putting them in a, in a position that they're qualified to do or are we saying optically, I'm, I'm going to put this person in this position because then people will look at my group and say, ah, they're diversity officer. That that person is 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 they're, they're part of the diversity because they're a minority. I mean, if you, you look at the you look at the list here uh, and, I'll, and I'll let y'all get to that in a second. But you look at the list. It's it's a overwhelmingly the same person over and over and over again. Uh, but then you get to certain things like the 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 executive vice president, chief enterprise inclusion officer is what it's called, right? She's a she's of Hispanic descent, right? Latin descent. But then you look at every other chief revenue officer, you look at chief technology officer, you look at uh, general counsel, like those types of things. Where's the diversity in that, right? Where's Where are the people in that? But like you said, just bringing it back to like, all these people even qualified to be in these positions? And I'm sure we've run across many companies at this point that, you know, we start to talk with them and they're sitting here like, oh, yeah, that's a great question. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's leadership 101, right? Like, what's the what's the pulse of your people right now? And they say, oh, yeah, everybody's great. And then we go out into the floor and then look at, you know, what the culture is like. And everyone's like, please get me out of here. I'm thankful for you being here. Right. And so it's not a knock on them. It's just a disconnect. Again, of what, are you trained? Are you do you have a pulse? you know, with your floor, do you have, or your department, do you truly understand what goes into it? Because another thing that we want to consider too is, are, do you still understand what it takes to do that job? Right. So, and I'll use Ellen, for example, a cameraman, you know, back in the eighties is probably way different than a cameraman in 2020, right? A director in 1975 is a lot different than a director in 2020, because there's so many changes, there's so many things doing. A lot of times, six months will pass, one year will pass, and you can lose touch, you know, with what actually goes down in that job or what goes on in that job uh, code, or I should say job frame, I should say. Uh, but that's the thing is like, without the proper training, knowing that people people aren't engaged, we know that, we know that statistic, that people, you got people out here who are saying, hey, to get rid of my to get rid of my superior, I will not take a raise if you just get rid of them. Right. So when you look at things like that, it's like, are we truly tapping into the leadership side versus the the business side of things? And are are, are we still practicing those principles rather than saying, hey, it looks like it's running right now. We'll just keep it running. We'll just keep it going. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. Leaders need constant developing. It might be on the personal side of development or the professional side, but essentially the work that you do on yourself will benefit how you show up as a leader in the home 
as well as within the workplace. Check out these testimonials from some clients I've worked with in the past and make sure you book your session soon. They want to continue on this journey because it has been very beneficial for me. Um, like I said, I'm not the same person. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was five weeks ago. How I fit your strategic goal. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does. I mean, I'll, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got me there because that's that's good. So, I feel it was accurate. Like, what, what's your feedback? I think it was definitely accurate. Thank you so All much. Right. This was fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you have period. Like, how do you feel now? I do want to be successful in my business. Um, I need to work on me. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I am. I'm, that's this is good. good. So, what are you waiting for? Schedule your session today. But yeah, I'm a. Uh, I can go on that all day. Y'all know about that. Look, man, I'm going to let you take it away, Tyrus. So, my, you know, when I'm looking at organizations like this, what begins to, for me, cause confusion is it's the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's produced by Telepictures. It's distributed by Warner Brothers. Whose values are we following? Who's in control? Who my my my? Who who's really calling the shots? Because at that point, you know she can say what she wants to say, but then as you alluded to, Corey, when you look at the Warner Media Group leadership team, white male dominates that team. So who's really making the decisions? Who's really calling those shots? What culture is really getting pushed? And from my perspective, what it seems like is great. Yes, we. I have what I want for my show, but I don't have anybody putting teeth behind that. I don't have anybody pushing that. And since I'm not directly involved in the case of Ellen and in the case of probably any other host, since I'm not directly involved every day, the leadership teams probably just do not get that, that connection. They don't have that steady feedback and that building. So they're just operating, operating day in, day out. Let's get the show on. Let's get it done. Let's income coming in. People are paid. But are we really doing what's necessary for our team, for our people? So when I look at this, I look at just who's leading who (laughs) and who's making all the decisions. Oh, that was deep. And I love that because, yeah, there are so many layers. And again, we looked at it from the aspect of it's Ellen DeGeneres, but there are layers. So who values? Who are we following? Whose mission are we following? And you would think that as you go up the chain that the top will say, okay, this is our values and our mission. And anybody that we bring under it should basically um, connect to that. So that is such a powerful like reflection piece um, that a lot of companies, you know, leaders out there, CEOs, you want to think about as you're building out and you're coming up with your vision. Right. So even if you think about mission again, a mission is the objectives, objective, can't talk objectives and plan to reach objectives. So that's the plan to reach those goals. Um, the vision is the desired future. So you had a vision and you're saying, listen, we're at telepictures level or Warner media. This is the vision. This is how we're going to get there. And as you're creating that, like you have to make sure, again, it says um, another part of it, they says sometimes mission and visions kind of connect. It says it's combined to provide a company's purpose, goals, and values. You have to make sure that it reaches any other entity that you bring on because one division, one section, one leader can literally take the waters for 
the entire organization. So for example, I served in the military, Tyra served in the military. Um, and one of the things that I do, I'm currently serving and I'll meet people who will say the Air Force or they'll refer to the specific branch of military. And I'm like, well, I mean, yes, I've had hiccups throughout my career, but to just tie it to the Air Force in total, I can't do that. But when they're speaking and they're discussing about their experience, they always say, well, when I was in the Air Force, when I was in, no, when you were with that leader or when you were with that organization. And we have to realize that as we are creating these visions and we're getting to the point where we're opening up these different uh, pockets and entities and we're putting people there, we need to also make sure that they don't have their own separate identity that is still uh, falls under the company values, the mission and the vision. If not, you run into this issue and now they're looking at the person at the top like, what, what, what did you do? Like, what's wrong with you? What's up with that? So I think it's so I love that you highlighted that because, again, we don't want to get away with anything that we're touching, any brands we're connecting with, any partnerships that we're connecting with. Do they still fall in line to the company mission and values? Do they fall in line with your goal? Are they going to help keep your reputation reputation well? And yes, there will be some bad apples. But then what's the accountability? Because you talked about that too, Tyrus. You talked about like in 2018, hey, there was some things that were said. But now it seemed like when it hit the fan, now actions are being taken. So what happened before where no action was taken prior? So I really, I really wanted us to like kind of switch and ask ourselves, what is more important, the leaders, the employees, or the clients? Because um, one of the things that we talked about before is that a lot of people did come out and say, listen, I've, I've worked with Ellen before, I've worked with this company before, and I had a great experience um, but essentially, when you look at the allegations and the um, information that they put out, they said it was more of the low tier, the younger um, employees that had these experiences. So although at the top tier, you're getting this quality experience, which unfortunately, the reality is people at the top do get a different type of experience. But when you look at people, they consider low tier, they're not of value, or maybe they're just some employee and they're not this high class um, celebrity. There, there can be um, treatment that might be different. So yes, you can come out and say, I had this amazing experience. However, when you start getting into the weeds of people that aren't on that same social, social class or on that quote unquote level, it's a different experience. So what is more important when we look at this, when a company is coming together, is it the leaders? Is it the employees or are the clients? Because without clients... Without, you know, having clients, we're not going to be able to stay afloat. So what do you guys have to say about that? Yeah, but check check this out, Aisha, before we even get to it. And, and Tyrus, I'm going to pass this to you because I really want to know what you got to say on this one. Because he's all about, like, the system top to bottom and, like, he'll break you down in a heartbeat. But here's the thing, right? So I'm when I'm when I'm doing my research, I'm looking at the executive vice president. And he, I think he has two roles, executive vice president and human resources officer. The number one thing that it said his focus was was what the issue was with the Ellen show initially, I should say. They didn't find anything, but it was diversity and inclusion. So who again, we let's go back to whose vision is it, right? Like whose vision are we are we going after? Because you got you got your your executive vice president, which is really your right hand man to the CEO, saying, my number one focus is, right? And I'm going off of that because that's the that's the first thing that's that's cited on his on his focuses or values is his diversity and inclusion like you know at what point do we then lose touch with the rest of the people to be able to do that um so i'm i'm gonna get off that soapbox but it, that just goes back to show you like although 
these officers, although these very high up, these C-suite level people have this certain mindset and this certain vision, right? Um, you threw out the stat that said, what is it, 53% of people don't have a, have a management development or a leadership development course. But then I think the stat is somewhere, it says 46% of people, 46% uh, of executives say that the, the leadership development is important. So what's the disconnect in that, right? So, so let's just round it up. 50% of 50% of executives say that's important. 53% of companies are saying, I don't get it. So where where's the divide on that? Right? So the, the message gets lost. But Tyrus, I'm gonna let you take it away. Um I, I'm I'm curious to see what you say about you know who's the most important. <laughs> to piggyback a little bit off of what you talked about, Corey. I think when we're developing our mission statements, our goals, our aspirations, our vision, they sound good. And so when we know that our, and we're going to throw a little bit of the disc into this, our high eyes, our Ds, vision casters, dreams, goals, but then where's that process? Where's that information in the backdrop? Where is that actual concrete plan that we're going to put into effect to see this through? Yeah, I want my company to be great. Ellen said that it would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone should be treated with respect. What is the concrete plan for that? That sounds good. It sounds great. But how do we make that? How do we track that? What are the KPIs or what are the milestones that we have to make sure that we're hitting this? And now to pivot into who, who is important. Is it the staff, the leaders, the employees, or the clients? Without your client base, you won't have a business. You won't have a show. You won't have people that come in and watch. So you have to meet their needs, customer service, customer retention. But then your employees are also very important because without them, who's doing the work? I can have a great vision and a great idea for my company, but if I don't pour into people or feed people and bring them along with me, I have no company because I can't do it all. And so if I were to rank importance, I would rank the importance around my people, my team, and then how are we serving our clients to make sure they get what they need? How are we reaching them? And I want to pour into my people. I want them to feel as if this is a team environment. I don't want to be the person at the top that you can't go and talk to. And I know we've all had bosses, leaders that, man, I just cannot talk to this person. If I do, they're mad or, you know, they don't want to discuss it. But if we all have a spirit of care and pouring out and team, then we can develop this culture around a great vision and then start to put those pieces into action. So that's where I would go with it. That's how I would kind of do it. But I can see the disconnect. It's just CEOs at the top saying, hey, this is the vision, and then, but we don't have a real plan. <laughs> mm, that's so good. You need to have a plan. You have those vision casters, those Ds and Is, okay? If you haven't taken the disc, you need guys need to take it. Um, because it, it, is, it is a big deal to understand the shape 
um, those in leadership, the shape of your even your team members. But even if you think about every time I see a company or a new building coming up, maybe they're making a new restaurant. They normally probably have behind the scenes. Okay, this is the vision. This is the mission. Then you have hired your leadership team. And then you hire your employees. And once you have all that together, train and plan, then we go get the clients. But there's a process in there. So you can't just say, okay, here's my mission and vision. Let's go get the clients. Like, I, I, um, you know, I, I'm just thinking about when a, a company starts, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at what's the process? What's the mission and vision? All right, step two. Now we got to create, build a team. So the team is so essential. We need to make sure our team members, I always say, our team members are those that push the mission and the vision. They're the ones that are going to have the customer interaction because if you're at the top, you're the CEO, your goal is to focus on reaching those objectives, making sure that vision is followed through. And then now again, you hire that leadership team, you hire those employees, those team members that are going to be able to interact with those clients. They're the first touch point with their clients. And if you aren't doing your part to pour into them, to support them, to understand them, to be able to communicate to them, to excuse me, communicate with them effectively, it's going to pour into or might affect that client revenue, that client stream. So I definitely think that you need to ensure the people within your organization, they get enough care and development because essentially if you're focused on the internal, the outpouring on the external is going to be beneficial. Even if you think about personal development, I'm big on personal development, especially when it comes to leaders, because I used to say that, um, well, I was, I was leading through my trauma. So I had to do some internal work to identify the trauma, remedy the trauma, work on the internal, and then it was more beneficial on the external. So that's why it's so important that even on the inside of an organization, you have to make sure you remedy, support, um, do your part necessary to retain, develop those inside because then the outpouring on the outside when your clients come in, they're going to get that Chick-fil-A experience. They're going to have that amazing experience like when they walk in because you have done your work inside. And I think we lose track of that um, because we, we sometimes focus so much on the external and the clients and doing whatever necessary for the client, but then we lose track and we're not pouring into the team that is pushing that mission and vision. It's future. You have that future cast, but your team essentially is going to help you get there. So what did you think about part one of this episode? What stuck out to you? And I want to do a recap because I really want us leaders out there on the many levels, again, from CEOs all the way to an emerging leader. Maybe you're considering starting a business. What did you take away that you can start implementing now? or even if you have a business or an organization that you're running that you have decided, you know what, maybe I need to restructure some things. You have to really go back to the inception of your business, why you started it in the first place. What are your true values? Why you need to analyze that? Because again, when you are going into partnerships, when you are connecting with other brands and creating other subsectors and other branches of your original business, you wanna make sure again, those values align. Everything attached to you, you want to make sure there's a level of alignment. And I know I mentioned it before, but we want to make sure that we have the right leaders in place. Make sure that the leaders that we are hiring and putting into these different areas also respect and understand those values. And I think over time, as we're managing our businesses and things start to blow up, we can start to get more and more disconnected from certain aspects of the business, certain certain aspects of your company. So you want to make sure that you really identify and find out ways to make sure that you're consistent 
consistently identifying the pulse of your organization, but mainly making sure that people are falling in line of your values because we're living in an age where all someone has to do now is post something on social media. And of course, we don't know if it's always going to be accurate. We would hope so. But again, if things aren't being managed or handled at certain levels, people can go to a job board and then it can trickle outside of those job boards. And now it ends up on social media. Recently, we talked about how Facebook and Google are starting to crack down on their message boards because that information is starting to spill on the outside. Companies trying to keep their maybe their dirty laundry or their issues that are happening are starting to see that that information is starting to flood out. So it's going to be so important that regardless of that, essentially you want to make sure that what my values, the values I have created for this company, I want to make sure everybody understands that, respects that, and understands that this is going to be the standard when we are functioning or we're interacting or we are managing ourselves on a regular basis. That's going to be so important. And again, when you do create those attachments and those links with other brands and you start to open up different divisions, make sure that they also remember this is the company values. This is what we stand for. And we want to make sure that our team is treated well. And that was the second part. We talked about, okay, what what is the priority, right? We talked about how it's so important that we start to really start to consider the importance of our team. We don't want to lose that. Without our teams, there are going to be so many breakdowns within the organization. You need a team, especially as you blow up. Maybe you're not at a phase where you have a team yet, but as you start to grow and expand, your team is going to be essential in the success of that company. And you have to make sure you have, again, the right leaders in place and they're being treated effectively. Hear their voices, identify what their needs are. Also, let them know what the company values are and make sure that things are in line along the way. So I know there's probably tons of other takeaways you can take from this. But again, I just want to really reiterate that when we are really considering reshaping our businesses or identifying what the future of our businesses look like, we want to consistently make sure that we are looking at what it looks like currently in regards to your vision, your mission, and your values. Making sure that you have the right leaders in place, that they understand the values and they have to adhere to it. Make sure that those are that are pushing your mission and vision are being treated well and they understand the company values. And it's like a just a consistent pattern of that. And then always making sure you're checking the pulse of your organization, regardless of what level you're at, because you want to make sure that you are making sure that the people at whatever level they are at, they know that you care. They know that the CEO of the company really admires them. And again, it's going to look different as you get higher, but you want to just, again, make sure that those people know that they matter, know that their needs matter, and know that you are pushing that you want to push and drive towards having the right things in place so they have a great experience within the organization. It's not solely about the clients on the outside, although they are important. We also want to make sure that we are taking care of the people on the inside. So what was your takeaway? Leave a comment, okay? Like and subscribe. Share this with another leader who might need this information because, again, you're going to run into bumps in the road on this journey of entrepreneurship or business ownership, company ownership, organizational management, leadership development, you're going to run into those hiccups. However, we want to stop being reactive. We want to be proactive in making sure that we put the right policies, processes in, in place so we can try to prevent these things from happening and blowing up in our faces. So again, tune back in next week as we go into the part two of this message. And I'm so excited to introduce to you guys these act and lead series of Rise and Fall because again, this information is going to really help you navigate around those moments where you might fall and need to 
rise again. I'll see you guys next week. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.